What up, though, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the GOAT Debate Podcast. We're live, of course, on Facebook. If you're listening to this later on your podcasting platforms, we're not live, but we're certainly glad that uh, that you guys are joining us for uh, this episode. Adaris, what, what episode is this? Is this? <laughs> I think we're at 18 now. 18, yeah. Last week was Lucky 17. Number yeah. There we go. Episode 18 of... The Goat Debate Podcast, Meech, Darius, and a guy who really isn't a guest. I mean, this guy is, you know, I mean, he's basically, he's basically fam. If you guys are, know anything about Hit the Ropes, which is our previous podcast before we started dabbling with the Goat Debate, this was the crew. We talked all things professional wrestling, MMA. Uh, we tried boxing for a little bit. <laughs> that didn't go very, very well. But we're all back together here for this episode. We got our man Shane Howard. He used to be the Caribbean Playboy. Now he's DJ Pop Tart 876 on TikTok. Shane, what's up, man? Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, you know, when boys sent out the call, I got to pick it up. I got to come through, man. Yeah, you got that HTR bat symbol we sent out. I guess there's, I mean, we, we, I asked how Shane was doing. I guess I should ask, you know, how are you doing, too? I mean, it is it is your show, too. I mean, you know, it's my bad. My bad. How, how are you, sir? How are you? Listen, I'm excited about this topic tonight. I, I will not delay it any further with how I'm doing. But I will address the fact that James has been avoiding me since – he made that John Stockton comment way back when, a couple episodes ago. I see him in the chat now. He yeah. better not have anything smart to say. That's all I'm saying. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, but James. Start the show. Start the show. James is always uh, causing a ruckus in the, in the chat room. I don't know I don't know who this guy's related to or who his family is, but he's, uh, he's, a, tr- he's a troublemaker for sure. But uh, yes, tonight, if you see the HTR crew together uh, for an episode of the GOAT debate, it might mean that we're talking some professional wrestling, although we do have other interests. I mean, me and Shane could maybe do a stock show, and who knows? But uh, <laughs> we, we, we have other interests, but usually when we're all together, we are talking professional wrestling. And tonight, as Dara said, he's very excited about tonight's topic because... It's probably near and dear to his heart from a regional perspective. You know, I, I grew up in the Midwest. I think Shane, you're you're an East Coaster originally, and I, I think we kind of grew up more on WWE. I don't want to speak for you, but WWE or WWF as it was known back then. But Darius is a Southerner, and in the South, WCW kind of ruled the wrestling landscape and WCW though, you know, they had their run. They were very popular. They're no longer in business. They were ultimately bought out by Vince McMahon and the WWE. Um, They, they aren't talked about, I think since they've been scooped up by WWE, WWE owns all their rights and you can watch a lot of that stuff on their network, but I don't know if they're talked about as much anymore obviously but tonight 
we're going to resurrect for one night only the WCW. And we want to talk specifically about who is the greatest WCW superstar of all time. And there have been some great ones, guys. There have been some great WCW uh, superstars over the, the course of their history. Uh, but uh, what, what are your thoughts? Give me your preliminary thoughts on tonight's topic where you think things are going, Shane, uh, and then we'll start with some of our our honorable mentions. You know, even though I did grow up on the East Coast um, and I've been like a big WWE, WWF fan for a long time, I actually, I was rolling with WCW for, for a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was rolling with WCW. I love me some Canyon. Who's better than Canyon? <laughs> you know, but you know, I'm I'm excited for this because you know WCW. If it wasn't for them, the WWE that we know today wouldn't be as it is. What do you mean by that? Give me uh, elaborate on that a little bit. You know, the they were they were truly Vince's only you know, on level competition, you know, yeah. throughout the years, you know, you've had your TNA, you had ECW, you now have AEW, you know, you have these ROH, you have these companies who they'll come up, but they're always, you know, entrenched as a number two or a number three. WCW for a while was a number two and then they said heck with that we coming for the throne and, and you know they they pushed they pushed vince and i mean they were number one for a while yeah i was gonna say and Darius, we could you could make the argument i mean i guess we all could make the argument that for a time wcw had the better product for 83 weeks right they they won the 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 ratings war for 83 straight weeks which is now the the name of eric bischoff's podcast that uh it's done with uh you know conrad thompson um but yeah they they were good um if you go back and look at the actual content you know a lot of us um complain about the content you know of wrestling in today's um, world you know if you go back and watch not all of it was great but there were so many surprises, which was something that made WCW so good during that era um, that led to those 83 weeks um, on top. So, yeah, they definitely led and they were the number one company for in the, in the world for a while. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so, of course, with them having their run and them being such a, a, a great company, and being number one for a while, you know, knocking WWE, WWF off that pedestal for a while. They had to they had to have some great superstars. Some of them were produced, not many, because that's one, I think that's one knock on WCW. They kind of bought names from WWE, but they did have a few superstars that they produced on their own that that were great and we're going to talk about some of them tonight and maybe some of the ones that were originally wwe products but let's go ahead first and get into our honorable mentions usually we call it the first two out because we have two but tonight we only have one 
um, which is unusual because sometimes we have three. But tonight we have one honorable mention. And I'm a little surprised, guys, that this guy did not make uh, the top five. He was just outside of the top five. Very, very close. Um, he's not in the top five because of Darius. Um <laughs> Uh, which is you seeing the top five i really regret that now which is usually always the case but before we name our top five shane technically you're a guest so we did not factor in your top five in the composite rankings so we will let you speak on who came in at number five on your personal list and then we'll talk about the honorable mention. Go ahead and uh, jump jump to your number five real quick. All right. My number five. I forgot. I, I didn't even, I have my notes here, but <laughs> you would think you would think that I had it numbered. No. All right. My number five. And I I did this. And I have to say there's a little caveat. Um because this is top WCW wrestlers and everything. And technically this person won championship in WCW. He's been in the ring and all that, but you wouldn't technically call him a wrestler, but I put him there. I put him as my number five because he was instrumental in WCW being what many would know WCW as. And my number five is none other than Sleazy E, Eric Bischoff. That is interesting. First of all, I don't know if I ever heard anybody call him Sleazy E. I like I like that. That was like his that. nickname. Was it? I see again, I'm a WW, I'm a WWF guy, but I mean I, I never heard that in the times I watched uh WCW. But Eric Bischoff oh, yeah. Technically, not a a wrestler. He tried to. Not take technically, he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't a wrestler. He, he won. He won their hardcore championship. He yeah. he is an amateur um, martial artist. I was gonna say I did. I do remember him like wrestling, wearing like kung fu outfits and stuff. But I think that was more in WWE. Uh, I don't know if he did that in WCW. Did he? But you said he won the hardcore title. I didn't even know WCW had a hardcore time. <laughs> I mean, he's Fox Flair. He, he's he's he, you know I'm not disputing that. You know he's he's been in the ring. Yeah, but technically he's, he's like he's like Vince McMahon in that respect. Like, right, we right. Consider, we wouldn't consider Vince a wrestler, but Vince, but Vince probably's had way more matches than Eric Bischoff. I mean, there was a time yeah. where Vince was. <laughs> you could almost consider him like an active wrestler because I mean that dude yeah. was like. Him and well, he was the biggest. He was the biggest heel, so it made sense. Right? Yeah, he was. He was. A, he, he was a huge heel, and so Eric Bischoff, I think, tried to take on a little bit of that role in WCW, especially when he linked up with NWO, and he was kind of he was kind of a mouthpiece. I remember him like talking a lot, and he played that role pretty that role pretty good, and he was an even better heel, I think when he came over to WWE and he was kind of, you know, general manager of raw and, and did some of those things. So I can, Eric Bischoff was so instrumental to the success of WCW. 
I can get why Shane put him in the top five. I, 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 I wouldn't do it personally, but I understand it. I have, I think he is a great on screen character. Okay. He, I think he was amazing there. Um, and for that, I, I have no complaint with, with his, with top five status. Um, obviously, you know, we'll get into to that a little bit later, but the, I have a lot of gripe just how, you know, Vince McMahon is, is deemed the genius, you know, Eric Bischoff's laud, lauded for his success, you know, of, of transforming the company, which he did. But a lot, if you go back and look at all the moves that were made, he didn't, he didn't initiate anything. Hulk Hogan was handed to him by Ric Flair. Um, really? Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Let me see. I'm, I'm having a brain yeah, fart they, right now. They were, while he's thinking, they, um, Hogan was shooting a movie when they when they moved when they moved WCW and that's how he was able to link up like I think Flair and and okay. and him hooked up with Hogan. Gotcha. Right, okay. because 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 the Vince lost confidence in him and and plus the steroid um, trial, so right. you know right. he got tired, went into TV. They were filming on the same lot. Um, Hall and Nash DDP brought them to to Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff, I listen to his podcast is where I get a lot of my information from. And um, he, he, he actively said, like, he pursued nobody. Like, at least Vince, he had annual meetings with, like, Ron Simmons before Ron Simmons jumped with Sting. Like, they were always pursuing these guys, you know, in secret hotels, um, trying to get them to, to jump. And they, you know, wouldn't do it for whatever reasons. He did none of that. Bret Hart, he met with Bret Hart out of Bret Hart, you know, asking for it. And he, he, you know, we know he screwed that up, but, you know, yeah. Bret Hart was big time, but Bret Hart was hot, right? And yeah. he, he went on and said he didn't need Bret Hart and, and that he, he didn't care if he came or not. He never pursued Taker. He never pursued HBK, like nothing. So, you know, he did, a, he did great as far as, you know, reducing the house shows to save money and, and getting them into MGM. Um, so, you know, some financial moves, but creatively horrible, 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 horrible. And that's why I was like, why are they bringing him back to WWE in this creative, um, you know, position, but back to on screen, he was an awesome heel. He was horrible. He was hated. He was sleazy. The fact that, you know, they're firing, um, Pee Wee, um, Anderson, Pee Wee Anderson, right. Um, the referee um, who had cancer. It was a very, very dramatic thing. If you right. were watching uh, WCW, right. Right. Um, I think he did the same thing with, uh, with, um, I don't know if Jim Duggan was just real cancer and he just came back or not, but, but anyways, anyways, he, he did a lot of sleazy stuff and he was an awesome on-screen character. So for that, yeah, definitely earns it. But as so, an executive, as I was saying, uh, you, know, you know, I mean, you don't respect his business acumen at all. I mean, okay, he he still had to like steer that ship. Now, granted, he ultimately, you know, steer, it ultimately became the Titanic. Listen, but everybody walked. That mug was the love boat. I mean, it was it was going it was going well. I, creatively, not not to his, you know, not because of him. Like if I all of a sudden gave you a wrestling ring with. 
Hulk Hogan. Then I gave you Macho Man. Then I gave you, you have Sting, you have Ric Flair. Like, I mean, you got to do something with it, you know, for a matter of time. Even TNA got a pop when, you know, all those phobies started coming in for a little bit. And then eventually they, they floundered too. Guess who was in charge then as well? Nixie Carter? Oh, Eric Bischoff. Sorry. Eric Bischoff. <laughs> so. Listen, I can't bad mouth Dixie. I got love for Dixie Carter. So, all right. <laughs> so, any 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 final words on Bischoff? Darius clearly uh, hates him as an executive, but 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 loved him as a as an as an on air talent. But I mean, he's so I understand Shane why you put him in your top five. He is woven into the fabric of WCW. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I kind of put the cart before the horse a little bit by <laughs> by having Shay give his number five, but that's fine. We know it's it's Eric Bischoff. Um, I want to circle back to the honorable mention because the honorable mention Shane is also the person who is number six on your list, which technically would be in that honorable mention position. Somebody who I think is quite worthy of being in the top five. When you talk about WCW, this guy rode with WCW until the end. Accomplished. He was a four-time WC... I'm sorry, correction. Five-time, 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 five-time WCW champion, heavyweight champion. He was a six-time WCW television champion. He won the U.S. title, and he won the tag titles with his brother Stevie Ray ten times in the tag team known as Harlem Heat. How this guy didn't make the top five, I don't know. But our honorable mention tonight is... Hall of Famer. I think he's a WWE Hall of Famer. He, he, he was accomplished in the WWE as well. He won multiple championships there. He was king of the ring there. I mean, he's accomplished everywhere he went. And our honorable mention tonight is Booker T. And I, I don't feel right saying that. I feel like Book should be in the top five, Shane. Why was he outside of your uh, top five? I'll start with you, Shane, and then I'll jump to Darius because you've done it again, Darius Ron. But I'll I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll let Shane go first, and then we'll we'll circle to you, sir. Look, as as great as Booker is, and you know Harlem Heat, you know great tag team, great tag team. I I was. I was a big Harlem Heat fan, uh, you know. Booker T, you know, HTR got love for Booker T. Booker, uh, Booker T. Yeah. We got Booker T as a guest on the exactly, show. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We we went through every one of his recruits to get him. <laughs> we we called everybody. I didn't I didn't call. Him. I guess Darius probably did. He called, you know, everybody from that wrestling school. I, I forget every- what what is it called. Oh. No. Oh my God! I forgot. Is it reality Galaxy. in wrestling? Is it reality yeah. in wrestling? Is yeah, that what yeah, it is? yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Shane. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, Darius is showing that he's not like Eric Bischoff. He will go out and get people. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he will. He's relentless. You know, 
Harley race. Anyway, um, <laughs> man, um, we had a, we had all of them on there, man. We had all the old dudes. When you think when you think about when you think about WCW, you know, and you think about the faces, the you know, Booker was Booker wasn't a, a big face in WCW, but in terms of instrumental, I don't think he was one of those instrumental faces that you know that was leading the charge where people were like oh my god i gotta sit down on monday night because booker t you know as great as he was and is you know i don't think that was the case hmm. okay fair enough yeah. i w- i would argue that he probably to- more towards the end of WCW's run. That's it. He, he probably was the face. I mean, you know, but but at that point they didn't have a they didn't have a lot of faces left. Not to say that that that's why he he was placed in that position, but towards the end of the run, he was more more I think the face of the company. But you're right, Shane. I think when you think about the the flares, the stings, the the Hulk Hogan's he he maybe doesn't have as much cachet as as those names maybe is that is that what you're what you're trying to say yeah all right all right Darius you you look like you had a point to make before I lambaste you for uh changing your list at the 11th hour once again but go ahead i did i did and 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 it, it, it's 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 it, it by decision became because of of Shane's point that he really came on although he's been there forever and he yeah. worked his way and he was the working champ at that at that mid tier level for the, all that time true, I mean man. Chris Chris Jer or Chris Benoit versus him in the best of uh best of seven series yeah, that's great ridiculous excellent. Yeah, excellent. Uh, his feuds with Harlem Heat versus uh, the NWOs, uh, you know Nash, Hall and Nash. Um, you know they were they were a big, you know they were big for for him. Um, but he didn't he didn't get off until that bum Hulk Hogan left the building, right? Um, so that's when he really took off. I, wasn't he the last WCW World Champion? Am I lying there? He he um, was. I mean, I think he. I think he came into didn't he come in the US title? Didn't he come in the WWE with the belt? Yeah, Yeah. I believe so. I believe he beat Scott Siner on the final nitro, if memory serves. Yeah. Because I know they were doing like I remember when when WWE first made the acquisition and they were trying to kind of make WCW like its own its own brand. (laughs) Shout out to Don Sucker. I, um, they were trying to make WCW their own brand, and they had like right. Booker T versus Buff Bagwell. They, which they they, kept, they botched they kept all running of that. that for like two or three weeks, and it's like nobody wants to see this. Like nobody wants to see uh, Booker T versus uh, versus a uh, Buff Bagwell. But uh, before we, uh, I want to get to some of these comments here. Booker T is an honorable mention. James is a pawed. She's shaking his head. Really, he's putting his hand on his forehead. But you get the point. He's not happy. He was a big Harlem Heat fan. Harlem Heat, man, I don't think they get the credit that they deserve when you talk about 
some of the great, and I'm sure we're going to have a tag team. We got to have a tag team show at some point down the, down the road. But uh, Harlem Heat is one of the most, one of the greatest tag teams ever. And I don't know that they get the recognition that they uh, truly deserve. Oh, Shane, look, we put your comment up here. You were rocking with Booker T for when he was on GWF in the early yeah, This guy going, going way back. But uh, wrestling. Yeah, so so Booker T not making the top five. Uh, I don't know, man. I just feel like he's one of the more accomplished champions in WCW, and I get it. Like you said, his run was kind of on that tail end of WCW. Everybody had kind of had kind of left or were on their way out, and and so, uh, but still, man. Nonetheless, Booker T worked his way through the ranks accomplished as a tag team wrestler and then went on to have an amazing singles career. He he could have quite possibly been in the top five if Darius would not have changed his top five. Booker T was on Darius's list. And I love Booker at, T. At the 11th hour, he took Booker T off his list. You do know why? Say, do we want to say for who? We want to say why. We want to say why. Okay, you want I'm, to say why? Oh, you don't want to say for who? Okay, but well, tell us why. Tell I'll, us. Why. I'll tell. I'll. That'll come in my snubs. Okay. But, okay. Um, it's because I'm disappointed with our interview that we had with him so many years ago. <laughs> See, I think a grudge. He's he held back. He held back in that interview. He was very uh, non-committal. He, he was he, monotone. He, he, he was very monotone. monotone. Very short answered. Clearly, he I didn't, didn't appreciate that. Clearly he didn't, and we, I, we spoke to everybody in this camp. We brought them on and promoted this show for months and months right. and months. And that, okay, that was the catch. We because we promoted this show and had so many people on. He felt obligated to come right. on to come on with us. Okay, I remember now. And 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 listen, he did not perform that night. So for that. For that, come on now, fake it for me, fake it for me. For Listen, Sid Vicious, Sid Vicious, right? Who I'll tie this back. Who Sid Vicious brought Booker T and Stevie Ray into WCW for those okay. who didn't know. But Sid Vicious, he told me prior to coming on, I only got 15 good minutes in me. I'm sick as a dog. I'm not feeling good. He ended up going 45 minutes. Sid Vicious put in the work. The guy who takes softball breaks in the middle of world title runs. Gave us the best he could. Booker T, my one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, gave me nothing. Nothing. <laughs> so for that, I'm sorry, Booker. I'm holding a little bit of grudge until we can redeem this. We will. I'm a, listen. Oh, you ain't gonna get him now. You better add him. You, you better gonna, add him gonna, when this thing is out. You're not gonna get him now. You know, he owed uh he owed backstage. Oh, backstage is canceled. Oh, you might get him. He might he ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> Tuesday nights no more. He 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 available. He can't. Oh, they can't do third parties. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> no, no no stream yard for for WWE guys. No Facebook Live for Booker T. So uh, wow. yeah, you're right. Yeah, man. WWE putting the hammer down. You can't even do any uh, any third party stuff. But yeah, man. Booker T. Uh, just to give you guys some. Some uh some perspective on where he was ranked by others not named Darius. Uh, he was number five on my personal list. 
And the tribe also voted him at number five. So when we polled everyone, Booker T actually came in at, at number five on that list. So, you know, he was right there on the cusp, on the border. Could have very well been in the top five. And had he been, it would have been a, it would have been a, a much, much deserved. James is mad at you, dares, but what else is new? <laughs> you and him have this like ongoing, he hates where you rank guys all the time. So Ditto. Uh, Ditto. He's not happy. <laughs> he's not happy with you. You're not happy with him. And you know, it wouldn't be a normal show if you guys were happy with each other. So Darius, I'm sorry, Shane gave his number five. Uh, Darius, and he gave us Eric Bischoff. Let's go ahead and give him the composite number five who came in at number five on the list. And uh, of course, this might be a little controversial. Darius is already shaking his head because Darius hates this guy. We established this uh, in, a, in a show we did a couple of months ago when we did our Mount Rushmore of professional wrestlers and we had the whole HTR crew on back in June. Wait, what? This guy's five? He's five. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of there's that's a lot of personal animosity going on. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, so I I have an explanation because he didn't make my top five, but there's a reason for that. But coming in the WWE five, Hall of Fame, that's why. Because what? No re no repeats. This ain't the WWE Hall of Fame. Okay, but he comes in at number five because whether you like it or not, his WCW run was impactful. So coming in at number five in our composite ranking is Hulk Hogan. A six-time, as you see there, six-time WCW champion. <laughs> Travesty. Shay, five, Shay. The floor is yours. You you seem appalled by this. Listen, we he he's a racist, sure. <laughs> you know, you know he his family provides not, alcohol to minors. His family, his family's not country. all there. Sure, he doesn't know best. Sure, but five. When it comes to WCW, this guy is five. I mean, okay, it doesn't a WWE list. He would it be. Does, it doesn't matter. He okay. He got to he got to WCW in ninety four. Correct. He got to WCW ninety four. He in his debut match, he beat he beat Flair at Bash of the Beach. Right. And we all know Bash of the Beach would would be iconic. Uh, you know, a couple of years later, yes. but. He's only won the WCW Heavyweight Championship. That's the only title he's ever won in the company. He won it six times. You know, granted, that's because of the pull he has. Sure, you know, but it was it was it was expected because he's one of the biggest names. He's one of the biggest faces. And then in '96 at Bash at the Beach, you know, that heel turn, that third man with NWO. Took the wrestling world by storm. This this guy started, you know, spray painting his beard, coming out with black and white, and you know, with the belt and the guitar and everything. Like 
Did he do a freaking presidential run? Like he he was getting steamed for being pre- like going for president. Like this guy was putting ass in seats in the W in WCW. He was instrumental in the whole Monday Night Wars to get them on top for eighty three weeks. How is he number five? He's listen. He's number five. Okay, I'll explain why he's number five, and you might have a better understanding. Hint, hint. When we get to number four, why he didn't make make the list for me at, at number five individually. Shane, he got the most votes from the tribe. He was number one. Well, he was tied. He was tied for number one uh, with someone we'll talk about later who's also uh, in, in the composite top five. So the tribe agrees with you. The people that we polled, including yourself, they agree with you. Hogan should be much higher than five. Tyler in the chat room says Hogan should be at least number three on the list. Uh, Shane, are you saying you also? He was uh, my three. You had him at you had him at number three. He said he should be at least number three. Um, <laughs> James says Hogan sucks. <laughs> Which, which, for the first time in show in in goat debate history, Darius and James agree on something. <laughs> so maybe he has uh, some common sense well, after it, all. It, it takes Hulk Hogan, a, a a guy who's not about unification, to unify Darius and James. So they both agree that Hulk Hogan sucks, but. I tend to, I tend to, although I didn't, I didn't rank him individually in my top five. I tend to agree with Shane that his run in WCW what was impactful and very instrumental in WCW becoming, albeit for a brief time, the number one wrestling company maybe in the world. All right. Let me concede some facts. He's got eight of the top 10 highest pay-per-view um, numbers for WCW, right? So Of course he does. He, he was WCW from the moment he came over. Um, but he's also the reason, you know, some other people did not get, uh, you know, recognized and did not get pushed correctly and, and they attempted to do so late with Russo, but that was a hot mess, so it, it wasn't done correctly. So he's he's a part of the greatest things to ever happen to that company, and he's also part of the, the worst things that ended up ruining the company and running it to the ground, right? The um, gift of the curse. Know. Yeah. That's right. So, um, you know, so that averages as a 50 to me. You know, a hundred and a zero, that's fifty, right? That's not top ten material. That's an F. That's fifty percent. That's right. You don't make top five for fifty percent, so therefore you're in the bottom. But but I don't know, man. I don't know. That 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 fifty percent that was good was was really, was really good. good. If you grade on the curve, if we grade on the curve, he might be top five. Listen, my hate aside, my hate aside, Stokes, he's already he he is in this list somewhere else. So for that, I'm not double ranking people. You this isn't the 
Ric Flair goes in by himself and he also goes in as the four horsemen. If you accomplish something, you accomplish something, you know, you, you don't, your, your accomplishments aren't divided is what I'm saying. You know, they, they're all as one. But, but, but he, it was a different show and you could be, you could be, you could be a three time Pulitzer prize winner. You could be a five time Oscar, Oscar winner. True. And Hogan mm, had not a great. Uh, you don't get Best Picture twice for the same movie, though. True, okay. but but what was the other show? What was the, win, other, what was the other show about? Wrestling Mount Rushmore. But you can win Best Actor for multiple movies or more than okay, one. Okay, okay, okay. Y'all right, y'all right. Okay, well, let me put it this way then: his accomplishments for what I voted him in for was stronger than the two years he was without it. Because from 94 to 96, he did, he did good, but I don't think it was, I don't think it eclipsed the other people on this list. That's what it was starting to get stale. And that's what, right. They were about to throw him out the building, the the big change. But when right. that change happened, right? So he'll get his flowers then. But he ain't getting it for this crap. <laughs> oh my god! Those two years, put a rocket ship on him. When listen, that they, they put him in, and they they put him in, and they immediately destroyed Ric Flair. They're the main star from WCW. He beat him what two times in a row. They had a career-ending, uh, you know, match within the first year. They destroyed it. It was horrible creative. It just, you know, pushed him to the moon and destroyed the rest of the, the roster. His time as just plain old Hulk Hogan and WCW was not all roses. It was bad, bad creative. So for that, I'm not pushing him in as a top five on my list. You know, from 96 on, that's a different story. They blew up and then they changed the game. But from 94 to 96... They just blew up. All they did was blow up and change the game. Right. That's right. It. Which I'm giving him credit for, but I'm okay. not giving him. Credit. That's like that's like saying that when Austin was the ringmaster, it was it was whack. But then Attitude Era Austin that changed the game. You, that it's like it's you. It's like no, no, well, I'm not going to give him credit for when he was the ringmaster, but. Attitude era Austin, you know, from 90, let's say from 96 on, same as Hogan's, you know, the whole NWO thing from 96 on, I'm going to give give him credit. No, it'd be like saying Arn Anderson is a Hall of Famer as a four horseman, but with his, him as an individual single, I don't put him in the Hall of Fame. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hulk Hogan is a Hall of Famer as Singles Hulk Hogan. Well, we talking about WCW. Hulk Hogan. Mega Powers Hulk Hogan. Uh, is there any other okay. Hulk Hogan? Okay, so if America, his run was from 94 to 96. is in any version of him that ever existed in wrestling. So if, 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 he, if they ushered him out before Bash of the Beach 96 – and WCW had this Hall of Fame like the WWE, you would have inducted him into the WCW Hall of Fame? The pay-per-view numbers were fire. It, it, not, the, create, the creative might have been bad. He was... He not, was no, the pay-per-view numbers were... They, they were good the first year. First year. Okay. 
So he had but a year after that. When he first came, it was the nostalgia, the excitement right. of him jumping ship from WWF at the time. Right. And then you're so saying the in year, year two, it kind of went down here. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Cause they because because they are they were ready to get rid of him. They didn't know what to do with him. They weren't okay. Getting rid of him is is a bit of an exaggeration, right? And they probably weren't right. going to get rid of him. But it wasn't going his way, and they were scrambling for something to do. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, James is man. He's in the chat room, co-signing. Y'all brothers now, man. I you know I thought I would never. I thought I would never see the day, but um, Tyler says Hulk Hogan did push people in WCW. He pushed him down, <laughs> which, which I mean, you know, which is true. Shout out to Robert in the chat room. He says, you got to put personal hate aside. He's talking to you, dearest. You got to put personal hate aside. Hogan is at least number two behind Ric Flair. Uh, debatable, debatable. Debatable, that part, yeah. But I, I think. Although I again he didn't make my list, but we're about to find out why soon. But um I get why people would say he deserves uh <laughs> man, you, listen, man, guy, there's I, I I had to stop because Tyler says, Oh hell no, don't you be listen, and his English is bad. Don't you be disrespecting Arn Anderson like that, Darius. Aaron Anderson is a le- you can't you can't come at uh Aaron Anderson like that, man. Listen, I love the four horsemen, man. Again, but without them, eh. Okay. Dangerous Alliance, Arn Anderson was uh, okay. Anything I like, outside I like of the Brain Busters, that wasn't WCW though, but I did I did like the I did like the brain busters. Right. The revival, or I'm sorry. Fear the revolt or revolution or whatever they are these days. FTR. They remind right, me a so ripoff. much of the Brainbusters. Well, like so much. But I digress. Shane, number four on your list. I mean, we spent like 20 minutes talking about Hulk Hogan. But Jesus. he's but, but he's not. <laughs> this podcast not, says never going to end. He's not important. He's not that great. He's just okay. But we just talked about him for 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh who's who's your who's your number four, Shane? My number four is the guy that had one of the most iconic entrances, you know, testing, testing taker in length of entrance. Hmm. But I had to go with none other than the former, since football is back, the former, former NFL player, Bill, we'll drop his first name in a couple months, Goldberg. Gotcha. Okay. So Goldberg. Yep. Coming in at at, at at number four. Um interesting. Goldberg at number four. Want you yep. wanna add, wanna elaborate on that at all? Wanna, I wanna mean, give, give us some info? I know, you know, based on how Darius was going with, with Hogan and, and Hogan, you know, two years and all that, I know Goldberg didn't have like the that that longevity in mm-hmm. terms of, of in-ring action as we see wrestlers like Randy Orton's now in like year 20, whatever, you know, but Goldberg came in, you know, everybody knew about this streak, you know, 173 and 0 was the number, um, although it was more like 50, um, <laughs> but Goldberg came in, 
they built Goldberg up like I wish they would do so often with with the big monsters, you know, you know, he was squashing people quickly. He was showing his power. He showed that he was agile. He was jumping, you know, and, and flying through the air at times and all that. Instead, you know, today we get like the the Brodus Clay, the Funkasaurus and stuff like that. You know, Goldberg was an ideal way to build up your monster. This guy came in and was wrecking crap. And, you know, he was he was one of those guys that, again, just like I did with Hogan. I'm not Hogan. Um, yeah, I said it with Hogan. Goldberg was putting people in front of the TV. You know, then, you know, he was so good. Then you had Gilberg. Like, come on. Yeah, you know, I, I, I can't. I can't think of WCW and not think about Goldberg. Okay. All right. I, I don't think we're uh I don't think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fight you there. We're gonna touch on Goldberg, I think, uh, uh some more in a little bit, but we wanna give our number four. And here's why Hulk Hogan did not make my top five. Because I included him in the group that comes in at number four. And coming in number four for our greatest WCW superstar. Now, these are superstars because this is actually not just one person, but an entire faction. Coming in at number four. But they were so impactful that I think they're worthy of being in the top five. So coming in at number four is the NWO. The new world order and we see some of their uh, accomplishments there um members of their group collectively 10 world championships 11 tag championships 10 u.s championships three television championships and a cruiserweight championship as well didn't like wasn't like somebody like there wasn't a cruiserweight that no it was x-pac never mind it was it was uh it was six i'm sorry it was six that was a cruiserweight champion. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Okay. I, I said X Pac, but he was he was six in the in the NWO. So this is why Shane, I did not put Hulk Hogan in uh, as an individual because I I felt I and I guess as Darius as Darius did that his contributions to WCW were more impactful as a member of the NWO. So that's why collectively NWO obviously changed the whole game for WCW, really put them in a position where they could take over as the number one uh, wrestling company in the world at the time, beat WWE in the ratings 83 straight weeks. And so uh, because of that, the NWO comes in at number four on our list. Darius, you got anything you want to add? No. Uh, you know, I've said my piece on, on Hollywood, but uh, amazing, amazing Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Hollywood, yeah, right. Hulk Hogan. It is deserving of a top five spot is the NWO. Um, you know, they, they changed the game. Um, again, Great, great move by Eric Bischoff, but unfortunately no creative, so it went downhill. It's interesting that, you know, 
I kind of wish they would have pulled the trigger on the the NWO having Nitro and and uh, WCW having the Thunder and running the two promotions um, as separate. You know, they they had the NWO sold out, and that pay per view went horrible um, yeah. because it was all bad guys going over, and it was it was just weird. Is it, it was a concept we never saw before, and they and, and they couldn't execute it correctly and you know they should have gave it more time and, and tried to figure it out i think and maybe that could have saved the company that was the reason why he's saying now that's the reason why he added so many members into the nwo is because they had to you know you try and use that to to hold a entire show by themselves so um you know it was the rise and the fall right but um while they were hot they were they were really really hot they just couldn't find a way to um to sustain it and i think that's mostly because another guy on this list that we'll talk about later yeah i think too a big thing with that was it was a lot of you know when you had some of the biggest names like ever in the history of wrestling like in one faction i mean you know obviously Hogan Hall and Nash were the, you know, were the the founding members. And those three guys were, you know, they were pretty, pretty big names. Then you add, you know, you add Macho Man, you add Kurt Henning, you add, you know, I think at one time you had Rude in there. You had, you know, the Giant, a.k.a. the Big Show in there. I mean, you had... You had a lot of guys, and then I think at some point, just ego. You had Bret Hart in there at one time, and so you just had some big names, and then I just think ego kind of also probably was something that led to led to their downfall as well. Let me ask you, let me pose this question to you. Um, so the story goes that Bischoff was very nervous to pitch Hogan as the third man. And um, he he wasn't sure he would take it and go with it, and eventually, you know, whatever for whatever reason, Hogan, you know, is like, yeah, I'm all in. Who's who's yeah. this third man? Let me get in on it. The backup was Sting. Yeah, it's originally supposed to be right. Was it going to be Sting? That was what I what I heard the same thing. Right, but um, and Bischoff confirmed that. Um, but what was shot down was was Bret Hart. Now, Hogan was the right man. There's no no question right. that. But the fact that they did Ho, Bret Hart, they've been in talks back and forth. Bret was using him for, you know, trying to get better paychecks and all a bunch of drama. But Bischoff was very dismissive on Bret Hart. Bret Hart cuz Okay, let me ask you, let me let me jump around a little bit. Because there was a lot of lawsuits about um, using the Hall and Nash and, and you know portraying WWE invading mm-hmm. WCW. What was your interpretation of the NWO? The reason why the NWO was there. Do you do you do you have do you remember what you thought at the time? Well, I mean, by then we were. I mean, at least I was. I was kind of. I guess a smart mark to the business. So I knew right, but what that was the storyline. What was the storyline? So the storyline story was supposed to be 
that Carl and Nash were outsiders. That's why their names were, that's why they had the tag team name, the outsiders. My thought was that the storyline was supposed to be these guys coming from, I mean, they made references to it. They would say that company up north and things like that. So my, my thought always was that the storyline was these guys went rogue from WWE and were invading WCW. That's what I, that's what I always understood the storyline to be. Shane, do you agree with that? Is that what was that? Is that your interpretation of what the storyline was supposed to be? Yeah, I can I can see that. I um I probably what else? That. Um, you know it 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 was also probably kind of like what we see now, where these guys leave WWE and they go they go to the next comp the next company and they're they're bashing. They're bashing WWE or the the lifestyle or the mindset of those in charge of WWE. Um, so they wanted they wanted to be you know different in terms of okay we were we were shackled or at least we we were given that perception of being shackled. So now we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna cause anarchy and mayhem and all of this other stuff and be the outsiders and. And, and create this this brand new way of of doing things and, and thinking and you know the new world order. This is how things are gonna be now. Where you know you're gonna cheer for the bad guy, you know that because everything was always the good guy. The good guy Hogan was good guy for what 15 years before he turned. You know, so this is gonna be the new way of thinking. Things. Only 15? I thought it was longer than that. I, I'm, I'm I, I could be wrong, but yeah, 80s to 95. That's about rush. Yeah, I guess that's about right. Yeah. So that 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 was gonna be the thing. We're we're gonna have this new way of thinking about things. And I mean, look at it. Like Steve Steve Austin then became the the anti-hero, you right. know, and all of this. So both of those are very logical reasons why these outsiders would be tearing up WCW. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to 83 Weeks, Eric Bischoff's podcast, oh he spins go. it differently. He says that they were there because they were previously in WCW and they were mad because they weren't used correctly. Did that play out in any way, shape, or form? Is why would Hulk Hogan join forces if they were mad because they weren't used? He was never used incorrectly in, in WW WCW. The only the only thing I can see. If you go back and look at some of those original, I guess, invasions when like, um, you know, Hall, Hall initially debuted. I think Hall debuted yeah, first. Came through the crowd. And so he comes on, he gets on the mic and he says, you know, you know who I am and you know why I'm here or something to that, something to that effect. And then Nash comes a couple of weeks later. Mm-hmm. And he's like very angry with Bischoff for for some unknown reason. So maybe maybe that's it. Maybe that's what Bischoff is referring to. Because I think Nash does say some things that kind of leads you to b- believe that maybe he's disgruntled with his previous WCW run. Because he was like, wasn't he like Vinny Vegas or, so? or was he or was he Vinny yeah. Vegas? Yeah. 
It no, was, he was Vinnie Mangus. In WCW. Okay, so maybe that. I don't remember Scott Hall in WCW. He was the diamond stud. He he uh he rolled oh, okay. with uh, DDP. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the but if the idea was to have this mystery third man all along, that turns out to be a guy who's you know just been in WCW for two years and was treated great. It, it doesn't really make sense right. with these disgruntled employees. Yeah, it would have made much more sense to kind of put you know to 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 portray it the way we kind of we kind of been talking about what we thought it right. was and well, then we you kind of just say Hogan was a plant you know Hogan Hogan was there uh you know for 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 2 years and this right. was the plant this was the plan all along to kind of have these WWE guys invade you know WCW that w- that would have been the that's how I always thought it was but I guess right. now you're saying we were we, we were all wrong. We had no clue. We didn't know what we were watching. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tyler says Nash was also Oz in WCW. That was such a such a horrible gimmick. Yeah, such I'm a say, gimmick. yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, not familiar with that. James yeah. says I'm calling file. You didn't say factions or groups because I would have put the NWO in my top five. Well, we didn't give any rules, James. So. The NW, we just said, give us a top five. They put, they put a commentator in there. Yeah, so so NWO comes in at number four. Before we go, <laughs> before we go to Shane's number three, we might as well reveal our number three because our number three was Shane's number four, and that is uh, Bill Goldberg. So Bill Goldberg comes in at number three. On our uh, our composite list of the greatest WCW stars of all time, what sticks out to me about Goldberg that the, that graphic there is one thing that sticks out. He only won the WCW championship one time, and he was in the I think his WCW run was six years. He so, debuted in '97. Um, yep. Yeah, so he he was there. He was there a lot. I mean. Heck, Hogan was there six years and had six title reigns. So I mean, it's definitely it's de- he had he's had more WWE title reigns than he actually had WCW title reigns when you when you think about it, and that's kind of crazy. But so that sticks out to me, and then what also sticks out to me is that he is one of the the truly uh, WCW bred superstars to kind of really blow up like he's the one that you know he wasn't a a previous wwe star that came over and just kind of built upon that already established stardom he was truly um you know a homegrown wcw product and hit he won the wcw championship one time but that lead up, that slow burn to him getting to the title was one of the best builds in, you know, in, in the history of pro wrestling. And it was so memorable and so impactful that that's why I think Goldberg's worthy of being in the top five. Yeah, the sold out Georgia Dome where he ran through Scott Hall uh, earlier than night to get to Hulk Hogan, that, that place was, you know... The, the only thing that really 
top set for me is is Hogan Rock. Um, I mean, it was that if you go back and listen to to him winning that title, it was electric. And, and I know everybody in this, um, you know, in, in, in on this call, we, we all went to the Georgia Dome for WrestleMania. So how big that was, how, how right. big that or, that arena was. That, that thing was huge, and that was a nitro. Yeah. So. Um, not a people. That's his home state. That's his hometown. Right. I mean, yeah, it was so impactful. It was. It was definitely when I think of big, um, biggest WCW matches like in memory. That probably, you know, that probably sticks out as number one for me. Um, What should be up there? That was a thorough disappointment. I thought was Sting Hogan. You know, and, and 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 we, you know, we might get into that a little bit later, but I thought that could have had the same level of of impact. It should but have. It should have because the buildup for that was WCW did a great job with a few storylines where they where they did these slow burns. They did it great with Goldberg, you know, Hogan leading up to Hogan, and they did it great with Sting, you know wanting to get to Hogan and the NW. I mean, all of that was very well done. I know we, we kind of were uh, reaming on their creative a little bit, but all of that stuff was, those were some of the, the bright spots. But Goldberg, definitely, um, you know, one of the great stars in WCW, you know, title reigns aside, he would go on, of course, to WWE. And his first stint in WWE wasn't that great. He He kind of, it just didn't work out. He was butting heads with people, you know, and then, you know, he comes back some years later, much older, and uh, he's done some good things there since. So Goldberg comes in at number three on our composite. Shane, who was number three on your uh, personal list here? We'll try to try to breeze through here as we're, we, we're already, uh, <laughs> we, we spent so much time talking about all Hogan, but it's all good. It's been a good show. Who's uh, who's who's number three on your list? Funny you mentioned that because my number three was Hulk Hogan. Hogan, oh, like there's Harrison Walker. <laughs> you made him get out of his fancy gamer chair, man. He's, he's walking away. He's, he's angry. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we've already covered it, but yeah, you know. All right. It's Hogan. I'm sorry. I, I I clearly now know that Darius cannot be one of those baseball Hall of Fame voters. He can't. Because he's just going to have... He's not getting <laughs> in. If he juiced, he's not in. And even, and, and, even, and even if they've never been caught juicing, he's still not going to put them in because <laughs> he wronged you some... He wronged you by cutting in front of you in a hot dog line or something. Yeah, look at that. All right, well, okay, so Hogan was number three on your list. So we were flip-flop there. You had, you know, you had Goldberg. We had, go, you know, Goldberg, Hogan, Goldberg, got you. Okay, so number two, Shane, number two on your on your list. My number two is actually probably lots of people's number one when it comes okay. to WCW, but my number two is um, The Nature Boy. Ooh, the nature, yeah. the nature boy Ric Flair. 
coming in at number two. Darius looks Jordan. frozen. Like, <laughs> he, he, he looks like he's angry. He's, he's, <laughs> are you are you mad about that? I mean, I respect it. Ric Flair coming in at number two. I I know you live in Ric Flair country, or you did. You Do know. I need to go get the? Now he lives close to Hogan country. <laughs> yeah, now, now, now he's now he's now he's closer to Hogan, but. Um, okay, so Ric Flair comes in at number two on your list. Ric Flair actually was tied with Hulk Hogan for the most votes by the tribe. He came in at he came in at uh tied tied at number one. Um I agree with you, dear uh Shane. Ric Flair was also number two on my personal list. But on the actual top five composite, coming in at number two is the man they call Sting. Mm. Sting comes in at number two on our composite list, nine-time WCW champion. Uh, what 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 can we say about Sting? He, he he's a WWE Hall of Famer too, right? Uh, technically. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Which, which is actually hilarious because I mean, what he barely had a cup of coffee in in, uh, neck. in WWE, and Seth Rollins almost yeah. killed the poor man. <laughs> but, um, but 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 yeah, man, Sting. You know, listen from a, for a guy who grew up, you know, kind of in the Midwest, or not not kind of in the Midwest, in the Midwest, for a guy who grew up. Uh, in the Midwest and was more of a WWE guy. The one guy that I did know from WCW was Sting. Um, and so I, you know, the, the face paint, I had an action figure when I was a kid. Sting was the man. And then Sting is one of these guys who was very good at recreating himself. You know, everybody says that, especially when you've had the longevity that Sting that Sting has had in his career. And I know Chris Jericho talks about this a lot, just having the ability to, to reinvent yourself. And so Sting was able to do that multiple times with, you know, and still with the face paint stuff. You know, we got Crow Sting. I think even during this TNA run, we got like Joker. We got like the Joker, Joker Sting. So he was able to do some things uh, to keep his 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 character, you know, going. He was getting a little stale, and then the NWO thing kind of came along, and he kind of created the you know the Crow character. And again, that build to is Sting in the NWO or isn't he in the NWO? Then we find out he isn't, and then the lead up to him finally meeting Hogan at Starcade. Only for that, I think Bret Hart kind of ruined that a little bit too. I think Bret Hart was the was the special referee uh, or, or like special enforcer or something in that match, and that match should have been way bigger and better than it was. That's one of the huge. That's one of the. That was Hogan's fault. It, there oh, was the because there was a mix up with the fast count. Hogan told Nick Patrick to do one thing. Eric Bischoff told him to do another, and he listened to Hogan. So how's Hogan that Hogan's fault? That how's that Hogan's fault? Because Hogan's Hogan's overriding creative. 
Creative had Nick Patrick do one thing, and Hogan said, "No, do this." Isn't so what was, is it? Eric you know, wasn't Eric Bischoff. Like, what was what was supposed to happen? I'm I, I'm gonna. I, I think he was supposed to do a fast count. Yes, and did, did not do a fast count. He did a regular slow count. Right, and it and it, it was all it looked all botched and jacked, and it was confusing because yeah. of that. So he 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 before they walked out of the cur- curtain, or you know seconds before whatever it was, Hogan changed the narrative and what they were supposed to do. So he screwed that up. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a dumb storyline. They were trying to rip off the Vince McMahon screw job anyway, so that it was lame. But Hogan made it worse by the confusion. Yeah, yeah. Tyler's defending Bret Hart. He said the booking screwed up Hogan versus Sting, not Bret Hart. Yeah, it was dumb. It was really dumb. Tyler also can't believe Shane that we had Ric Flair at number two. Uh, I have my again, reason. man. You got to excuse us. Uh, I don't know what part of the country. Tyler is from, but you know, I mean, I I wasn't a huge, you know, I, I watched WCW, but not like I watched WWF at the time. And so Flair didn't have like I still don't know, and, and, and this this is probably gonna get me in trouble. I don't have that reverence for Ric Flair that a lot of wrestling fans have. I just don't. I don't <laughs> I don't. I don't. We, that, we're on the same page, brother. And, and that's. I'm sure that's going to get me in some trouble. I know Tyler. Oh my here, god! Here is clearly a promo like, from WCW. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler is not gonna, like I actually probably listen. I mean, I had I had Sting at number one on my list. So, oh, Tyler's from the Midwest too, and so I, I guess I, you know, I I stand corrected there. He, but he was over at Courtney's house watching the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, because Courtney was watching all this WCW. I also didn't grow up with cable people. I was poor. Okay. So I didn't have t- I didn't have TBS and all the, the superstation and all of that stuff. So I didn't watch a lot of WCW. I went to my grandmother's house. She had cable. I was able to catch WCW on those occasions, but for the most part, it was WWF superstars on Saturday morning. And that's kind of how I was getting, you know, getting fed my professional wrestling at the time. But um, we'll go back and watch Steamboat versus Flair. I know those are great. Versus yeah, I've seen, I've Steamboat seen. versus Race. Oh, you, you know what? Miss- You're talking about Ricky Steamboat an awful lot, but he wasn't in your top five, Darius Brown. I love Ricky Steamboat, but his impact was very short. Yeah, he was. I when I went when I went to uh when I looked that up because we were talking about that earlier. I was like, he wasn't, in, he wasn't in WCW a long time. He he had that run with 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 um, Flair. Then they pushed him off, I think, to Luger, and then after that, he was gone from the top scene. He ended up being a tag team partner with uh, Dusty Ro- uh, Dustin Rhodes, Rhodes, all that. So he was. He was pushed aside. He was still great. He had an amazing match with Steve Austin that I can remember like it was yesterday. Championship match, right? Yeah. He was great, but he just wasn't put in a great position. Yeah, okay. All right. So, all right. So, yeah. But, I mean, you you brought up Steamboat, so I thought I would. I I love Steamboat. But, 
Uh, so so uh, Sting comes in at number two on our list. Although he's, I'm going to assume Shane that Sting was number one on your list. Dang right. Listen, Mind Mind I I have no problem with people loving Flair. You know, Mr. Wheeling, Dealing, Jet Flying, Kiss Dealing. I'm probably saying it out of order. Listen, he could cut a he could cut a promo. The guy can wrestle. I didn't. I as much as I was the Caribbean playboy, I didn't. I didn't love. I didn't love Flair <laughs> like that. Like that, I didn't. But to be your idol, no, no, no. Come on, um, that that's like saying that Val Venus should also be my idol. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Rick Rude, Rick Rude should be your yes. idol. Yes. Like, I, okay, I'll I'll sideboard with a Rick Rude. Let, let's yeah. not. My, Val Venus got his penis chopped off. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the reason why I didn't put Flair up there as other people might is because I was looking at Flair in WCW when it was WCW, not when it was NWA coming into WCW. Like, you know, to me, I, I separated that. And and when I did that, I just felt that Sting was just a bigger face of WCW. And if you look, I'm pretty because you guys normally uh, pull up these these other rankings from other publications or whatever. Not yeah. you'll see. I think like WWE even has Sting as their as as the number one WCW champion on their rankings as well. Really? I mean. Right. So yeah, that's all that. So to me, you know, when you when you see Sting's accolades, he has all of those world championships. He he was four time PWI most popular wrestler, voted by fans. You know, he he's been the wrestler of the year. You know, yeah. he 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 had that locker room presence. To me, he was like the Undertaker of WCW where he was that respected veteran presence. He's also the guy that WWE would try to get every year. And fans were like, when is thing going to come? When is thing going to come? When is thing going to come? And, and for years it never happened. And then finally, when he came, it was like, holy, I mean, yeah, he was old at this point, but it's like, holy crap, Sting finally came to yeah. WWE. Yeah. You know, like, that all was of that still stuff. a cool debut. That Survivor Series debut was, was, re was really cool. It was still good. Like you said, he was he's old as crap though. Right. Yeah. But I just think of when you think of WCW, I think the you're going to see you're, the first thing you might think of is this guy with the face paint. You know, he had he had the coolest thing, you know, rest in peace rest in peace Owen Hart, but when Sting was coming down from the rafters and everything and the baseball bat and all that, it's like holy crap, this one guy is taking on NWO. You know, to me he was that company hero, the same way that John Cena. John Cena is was the the last WWE company hero, and before him it might have been Hogan or whatever. But Sting was that constant company hero for for WCW. And for me, when I think of the the top wrestler face of WCW, to me it's Sting. Yeah. yeah. I, I Go ahead. He carried that that after the NWO like kind of started to fizzle that year drama between you know him thinking that WCW turned on him until he finally faced Hogan 
that that carried the company for that for that chunk of time. So, um, you know, you're not you're definitely not wrong there. They called him the franchise for a reason, right? He was the yeah. franchise of WCW uh, yeah. because he never jumped shipped. Although, you know, it was mostly due because of the attitude error was a little more risque, and 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 you know that's the main reason he just became a born again Christian, right? Otherwise, he might have. He might have made that jump, um, but but yeah, he didn't, and uh, you know, he was a, he was the franchise. So so here here's interesting since we we, we like to bring up list um, really quick. WWE as you as you alluded to Shane, fifty greatest WW or WCW superstars of all time. Sting is number one. Uh, Ranker, which I don't know that I've. I, I don't know how credible this list is because they have Macho Man at number two, but uh, <laughs> hey, he did numbers. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say he 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 made some top tens, but uh, Ranker has Sting one, Savage two, Flair three, Bleacher Report ha- also has Sting number one. They they go Sting, Flair, Luger, Steiner Brothers. Uh. Road Warriors. That's their top five. Uh, which we didn't even get into the Steiners and the Road Warriors. Uh, because we talked about I talked about the Road Warriors in preparation for the show, how they could be considered a snub. Uh, but but yeah, but WWE's list, their top five, real quick, is Sting, Flair, Hogan, Goldberg, Nash. I don't know how the heck Kevin Nash makes the top five. That that's just got to be because of his booking. Because he was a W. Because he was a WWE guy too. But Ranker has Sting, Savage, Flair, Goldberg, Booker T, and then they got St- Steamboat at number six. That's not bad. Um, but yeah, Tyler makes a great point. We talked about Goldberg being homegrown. Sting number one on the list of greatest homegrown. WCW wrestlers, and I can I can respect that. Obviously, um, Ric Flair is going to come in here at number one on our list here as uh, so anti dramatic. Yeah, I mean it's very anti climatic. You know, I mean, <laughs> climatic, we, we already you. we already talked about the debate between things, but so clearly Ric Flair is number one on our on our list here, uh, and you know what 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 can we say about Flair that hasn't already been said? Look, I, I said I don't revere the guy as uh as much as some i mean but for god's sakes the migos made a song about him and put him in there put him in their rap video i do rock a rick flair i do got a rick flair like novelty tee that i bought at meyer one time i wear that quite frequently so i got a lot of i got a lot of respect for rick flair but uh but again you know not he's not one of you know he's not like my all-time favorite wrestler but definitely respect what he brought to the game and what he, you know, his contribution to uh, professional wrestling. Real quick, uh, before we before we sign off for this episode eighteen, give me a snub, uh, somebody that was a great WCW star, maybe could have been in the top five, but you know, just just didn't have any room for him. I'll start with you, Shane, and then go to Darius. Well, I um, 
I saw some chatter about this one, so I'll just say it, even though I would have never put him on my list because I will forever be a racist. <laughs> and for those listening, when I say racist, I don't mean Hogan racist. I mean R-E-Y C-I-S-T as right, in R-A-C-I-S-T, right? <laughs> as in anti-Ray Mysterio. So I'm pretty sure some people would put Ray Mysterio up there for the cruiserweight stuff. Um, so I'll just say he he would probably be a, a possible snub for those. Not me, but for some. I'm not. Hey, Shane, I'm with you, man. I, I used to not be a, a, ra- a racist, <laughs> R-E-Y, racist. I used to not be a racist, but um, I think I think maybe I think maybe I'm a little racist now. <laughs> They're gonna take it's that clip the- and just post it everywhere. It's gonna come back to haunt you. I know they're gonna post. No, let me clarify. <laughs> why? As in Ray Mysterio. Yeah, that's getting edited I'm, out. That's getting edited not, out. Not they're not gonna use it. Not not as in racist. You know, not as in racist. You know, not as in you know what we got going on in this country right now. Not that type of race racism. But uh, but yeah, I mean, but yes, Rey Mysterio was definitely a huge contributor to WCW. Definitely the cruiserweight division. I remember the cruiserweight division just being just phenomenal in WCW. It was, I mean, they had Mysterio, Guerrero. They had Juventud Guerrero, who was very good. Chris Jericho. I mean, they were, and then we, and it would probably uh, Billy Kidman. I mean, they had a lot of high quality uh, cruiserweights, and probably a, a bunch more that we we're not even naming. But so, Ray Mysterio's your snub, Darius. Who do you got? I got a old school one. I got to go with uh, with um, Dusty Rhodes. Okay. For his early work, um, you know, on top, um, early NWA, WCW era with uh, the Four Horsemen, um, his battles there uh, were legendary. And then his contribution backstage, you know, all these pay-per-view ideas and creative starcades. And uh, we see Cody Rhodes now trying to get some back, some of his legacy back that his um, his, his his father put in. The dusty finish, as uh, as Shane alluded to in the uh, in the chat, you know, you know, it, it became a running joke. But you know, some of those moments were really good, where he 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 had you thinking one way, and something else happened. So, um, you know, for a while he was he you know his creative was 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 you know pretty on point too. So um, for that, um, you know, he's he I, he gets a snub for me. Okay, yeah, and I would probably say um, there's a lot of people. I'm just looking at the tribe. There are a lot of people that uh, that got some votes, got consideration. DDP, uh, DDP got DDP got a couple of votes. Uh, Arn Anderson uh, talked about Billy Kidman. Uh, Chris Benoit even got a you know even got a vote. Um, but you know, I remember again, not a huge WCW guy. Two guys that I remember always, I have three, I always remember, obviously, well, I knew who the Steiner brothers were because they went to Michigan. So 
Uh, so I was, so of course I knew go blue. I, I knew about the Steiner brothers because they would wear the Michigan jackets. They were wear their, their Letterman jackets. To those the were race. hot. Those were hot. Yeah, man. Those, and those, you could, those are fire jackets, by the way, you know, come on, man. Michigan they had a run in WWE early on too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so, so I knew the Steiners because they, they, they went to Michigan. Um, obviously staying flair. And then the other guy that, and then the road, I knew the road warriors. And then the other guy that I knew was Lex Luger. And I know that, you know, he won't get a lot of love from you, Darius. But I mean, Lex Luger, five-time United States champ, two-time WCW champion. I would probably, I would probably make Lex Luger my, my, my snub. On paper, but you know, he was John Cena without the charisma. Well, John Cena could put on a good match. I'll take that back. Luger, yeah. name a Luger match. I, I can't, but he, I just know I, he was just a name. He was just a guy, and then he came to the W. Then he came to WWE. He was like the narcissist Lex Luger. I remember like the wrestle. I think it was WrestleMania nine where he had like twenty five mirrors, like people holding up all these mirrors, and he was like flexing, and you know. And they tried to push him in WWE, but it just did not go. The whole Yokozuna thing—I remember that. It it just didn't it just didn't go well. But he had a great run uh, in 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 WCW. So Lex Luger would be uh, would probably be my my snub. So just to recap, the composite top five. Yes, the Lex Express. Uh, the composite top five tonight, greatest WCW superstars of all time. Number five was Hulk Hogan. Number four was the NWO. Number three, Bill Goldberg, or just Goldberg. Number two, Sting. And number one, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, with our honorable mention being Booker T. So, I mean, it's a pretty solid list. I mean, we 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 could, you know, we talked about some snubs, some people that could have been on been on that list, but those five, uh, one faction, four people, uh, were very impactful to the success uh, of WCW, and some very impactful to the downfall of uh, of WCW as well. So I don't know if you guys ever saw that rise and fall of WCW that uh, the WWE did. It was a well, and it kind of sucked because WWE did it. Of course, they like painted WCW like in the worst light possible. But it was a good, you know, it was a, a good documentary. Kind of gave you some insight, but it definitely had a huge like WWE like slant. Just kind of like the self remember the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior before they got cool with Warrior. They kind of were like bashing them in that. So. Uh, but yeah, Rise and Fall of WCW was actually not not terrible, but um, it's probably something people want to check out if they want a little history on, you know, what happened in that company. But this has been episode 18 of the Goat Debate Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in and, and rocking with us tonight. It's been a fun show. If you guys have not already, make sure you subscribe to our social media. You can find us on Facebook at the Goat Debate Podcast. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at GOAT underscore debate. Uh, Darius reminded me last week that you guys do not have to email us show suggestions because you can just simply DM us. This is 2020. Uh, you can you can DM us. Slide in their DMs. You have an email address. 
but I'm not going to say it publicly because I don't want to be ridiculed again by dares. Uh, do, you guys, do you guys have any uh, any parting shots before we uh, we sign off tonight? Um, less haterade, Darius. Less haterade, sir. We got. I, it, 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 well, it, 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 clearly, Darius is not a a a, a racist. R a c i s t. Hulk Hogan is. <laughs> but, That's right. But uh, I'm not a racist or a racist. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to be so confused if they start listening at the end. They're going to be like, "What? What are they talking about?" But uh. But yeah, so uh, and Shane, of course, you have you have a fledgling. Uh, well, not fledgling. You have a thriving TikTok career. So uh, for those that are interested in checking you out on TikTok, where can they find you, sir? All right, it's all one word: DJ Pop Tart and the numbers eight seven six. DJ Pop Tart eight seven six. Eight seven six is the area code for Jamaica, or the country code for Jamaica, I should say. Oh, I was wondering what the eight seven six was. Thanks, thanks for. Uh, Are for- you going to explain the Pop Tart part? <laughs> um, well, I do play music at school. I'm like the resident DJ at school, and years oh. ago when I was in Miami, I asked my class. I said, what should my DJ name be? And there, somebody was like, well, you're, my lunch used to only be Pop-Tartus. Okay. So my kids were like, oh, that, DJ That's Pop-Tarts. how you stay so slim. You just right. eat This <laughs> is like freaking Pop-Tarts. I go to Sam's Club or, or Costco or BJ's. And I'll just get the big old 48 whatever count. Yeah, so that, was, that was me. DJ Pop-Tart, 876. Go Miami Heat. We're coming out of the Eastern Conference. Oh, all right, we might have to revisit that in a in a couple weeks. They they're looking good though. They're looking good. They got a they got a uh, big game seven tomorrow. They'll find out who their opponent is, right? Yep. There you go. All right, Darius, what you got for us? Yep. Make sure you uh, follow right now on uh, TikTok DJ Pop Tart eight seven six. And uh, make sure you tune in. We got a special show next week in the works. Uh, special time if you're listening to this. Um, well, it doesn't matter when you listen to this. Uh, <laughs> as long as it's before next Friday. Instead of Thursday, folks, we will be on on Friday because we will be joined, hopefully, by a special guest. Um, one, Elijah Burke, uh, formerly the Pope. Um, I know our HTR family knows him very well as he was a frequent guest on that podcast. He will be joining us um, as long as we don't get stood up. Um, he doesn't have a record for that, just saying. Uh, we, we, we're, we're, we're one for two with special yeah, yeah. Pope, so. Pope, Pope usually comes through, man. We, we had him on, yeah, we usually had, we had him on a few times in, in, uh, on HTR, and so it should be fun because we we got a couple of topic that we might do that that's kind of in his wheelhouse, and so. Do you want to flip uh, it to the other topic? I'm sorry. Do you want to flip to the other topic? I don't know. We'll discuss it offline, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So be sure to tune in. We'll be live on Facebook next Friday instead of next Thursday. Of course, uh, if you can't catch us live, of course, just download listen to the podcast wherever you can find podcasts you can find the goat debate so for myself for darius for shane thanks for listening to this episode 18 we'll catch you guys next time peace